0: Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co host of Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building of Materials Projectile Stage of the Gist, him in the 40 Guild, professional anarchist, local chapter 151. Wiley,
1: how are you, sir? Uh, general sense of <laughs> unease, I guess, would be the best way to describe me today. Why is that, buddy? I'm not sure. not sure. You're not sure? Yeah, the, just uh, the world seems stranger than normal today the
0: ai simulation is uh is uh having some glitches is what you're saying uh no i think it's working
1: exactly as designed oh shit yeah yeah yeah. it's 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 designed to throw wrenches at us every
0: now and again you think so yeah yeah all right i hear you see how
1: we react to it
0: now do we want to go into any personal stories in the beginning here or do we want to just get straight into it?
1: I have no life. so that would move that, much be a faster no for than, me. <laughs> that would move much faster than the cops did obviously in Texas. Yeah. So uh yeah, so just just straight into it, no floor, well, foreplay. We're uh we're getting right into it's it. It's
0: up to you though. I mean, do you, like do you want me to tell the, the I, Uber story? I Oh god, no. The Uber I, story no, of the week? No, no. Inle- Even the vote one?
1: Hang on. Unless you have like a really really entertaining Uber story, I don't want to hear another 20 minutes of And then I took this woman uh, seventeen miles uh, to the grocery store. You know, no, no, (laughs) I don't want any more of that. But if you've got something that you promise me, I will be entertained and interested in. uh,
0: Then, uh, then by all means, tell the story. Okay, so uh, about a month and a half ago, or two months ago. How, how are we doing an Uber story? This I, I'm telling you. I'm t- hold on. Give me a second. So this is backstory. I'm, back, gonna, story? I'm, gonna, I'm back, back. story. Okay. Got to
1: little. Have a backstory. Okay. got it. Know, before
0: yeah. you tell me, I don't tell the whole story, and then when I try to tell the whole story, you get all fucking pissy. <laughs> well, I'm
1: not. Make even up sure. your fucking mind. I'm not even sure if you. I want you to tell a story in, at all, but we'll we'll see where this goes.
0: All right. So they uh they announced through the app that there's this new position called the oh, yeah. Uber Crew Member. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We got to talk about this. The, it's a statewide position. There's two of them that they fill. Yeah. And so. I signed up for it.
1: <laughs> well no no, no no, no, you didn't sign up for it. You entered yourself an election. Now, you told me a little bit about well, yeah, this story, yeah. so, but I cut you off because I, I wanted to hear it on the yeah, yeah. On, on the air. All right, so you yeah. actually uh, basically you're campaigning <laughs> for this position
0: uh, amongst the Uber drivers. Well no no no, what happened first is is that you you say you want to do it right and then right. they do an interview with you. And so these guys that are that are um, being paid by Uber, they don't work for Uber, but they're being paid by Uber to do this. Okay. Basically do an interview with you. And so I did the interview, and in all honesty, I aced the interview. Like I just did well. Yeah, of course you did. Because why Why wouldn't I? Yeah, uh, and, and I'm not even saying that facetiously. Yeah, right. yeah. So I aced the interview, and so they put me up in the running as they pick so many people that, that, that they thought would be good And they put me in the running. And so now all the drivers vote on it. Right. Now, I'm sure you're familiar. Maybe I haven't told some of these stories on the air. But I, in the Uber Eats driver group that I'm in, I regularly block probably two or three people a day. Yeah. Because these people are just complaining ass bitches. Like, it's just, like, here's the thing. Like, if you're going to complain that much, then just don't do it. Like, if if you don't like it, then don't do it. Right. And some of this stuff of people not making money, I always look at it as like you're not making money because you're a bad, you're just a bad driver and you get downrated. Like I still get downrated sometimes and I'm an awesome driver. But at any rate, so now some of these people started reaching out to me. So, one, the guy that runs one of these groups actually reached out to me and I had him blocked. So, (laughs) I, I realized I had him blocked. So, I unblocked him. And they start asking all these questions about like what's your platform thing, and so all these guys. What platform? Oh, I know. Like, <laughs> like what do you believe? What do you think that they well, should? Well, hang, do hang on a second. Let, back up. What is the actual position, and and what are the responsibilities? All right, you're a liaison. Okay. And your responsibility is you do like a call once a month, and you talk to drivers. You find out what what Uber could do to make the app better. Okay. And you pass that information pass it on, on to
1: the company. So essentially, you're a you're a union rep.
0: I, I, I guess. I mean, I hate unions, but <laughs> right. I guess I yes. guess if you look at it that way.
1: Yeah, that's kind of the position that you're in. You're a you're a, a go between between labor and management.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Now, yeah. the reason that this interested me was because I know that there are some things you could do to the app to make it better, right. and I don't know. I kind of felt like one hand in the, one hand on the wheel might be helpful in this in this situation. Also, I've seen a lot of the other drivers, and I don't want any of them to be the liaison or most of them i wouldn't want to be the liaison because they're just not very good and they're just gonna like they're gonna waste the position basically
1: yeah and even uh, though the
0: position itself could just be a waste anyway well and and basically
1: your, uh you know unrestrained psychological and emotional need to uh basically run every organization that you uh <laughs> you get involved with in any way shape or form is is probably coming into play here and uh, again I'm not knocking that because I suffer from the very same affliction, which is why I've retired from absolutely everything, because I'm
0: tired of trying to run things. You're not wrong in anything you just said. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're not even remotely wrong in anything you just said. I know. But here's the the is here, though. So people started asking me questions, right? And my answers were not of like, oh, I'm going to do this for you, and I'm going to do this for you, and I'm going to do... This. It wasn't any of that stuff. Right. It was the job's a liaison. I'll do my job. I'll find out what you want, and I'll put it together in a format that works and put it forward and the one guy that's in charge of this group was not really happy with at least initially was not really happy with that answer and he kept pushing back and he kept being kind of rude about it but kept pushing back now I wouldn't be rude back but I would basically just say like look that's not the job the job's this I'll do this job I, I promise I'll do that part of the job but you know I you know i I'm generally not unhappy with the with the thing itself. I like Uber. I like doing what I'm doing. I like the I like driver even more now. He was upset because I did both too. Because he wants somebody that is exclusively Uber Eats to do it. Again, it's almost like again like dealing in the LP man where you had these people that were just had no idea what they were doing, but yet you know somehow thought that they were like some kind of big shit or something right, like that. Yeah. So I'm dealing with some of the same shit. But I guess my answer well enough to win the guy over because in the in the group he actually just endorsed me. Oh, okay. So it's pro- unfortunately probably I'm going to win this thing, <laughs> right? Okay. H- how many competitors are there? Uh, six. Okay. And they picked. two. And is is that nationally, statewide? What's- statewide. Statewide. Okay. Mm. So, but there was one guy in here that was the best. I don't know how we don't know this man already, but basically, and I can't I can't find the the message thread here. But he's like, I don't need a liaison. Is this a mandatory thing? You know, basically, like every time I read it, it was like, Am I free to go or am I being detained? Right. Right.
1: And I'm just so you instantly like the guy.
0: Oh, I love him. Right. I instantly. So I'm like, No, it's not a mandatory position. This is what the job entails. Well, I'll do my. And he's like, I'll do my own liaison. Liaisoning. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I'm just like, I love your responses, man. Like I, I hit love for everything on there. Loved his responses. And, and I and I without putting the letting the cat out of the bag, I wanted to say. So uh, what libertarian group are you a part of, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Because you sound like a fucking libertarian. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't do that though, but it was ju- it's just when I read that part like it brought me so much joy that there was a person that even the voluntary position of a liaison <laughs> was enough to get this guy to be like Oh, I see what they're trying to do now. They're trying to get us now. Yeah. Like they're trying to fucking. I don't need no supervisor over me telling me what to do. I'm a lone man. I'm a lone wolf out here. I do my own thing. <laughs> right. like that, and he said lone wolf was part of what he said. <laughs> so, like, it was just so fucking funny, man. But then at the same time, like, I'm just like, like I'm seeing some of these people asking me questions and stuff like that, and it's just like, ah, God, you people are so fucking stupid. Yeah. But at the same time, and so, but I, I what I didn't do. Look, and again, maybe this is the same problem I had when I was running for office the first time is I didn't really promise anybody anything. You know what I'm saying? I'm not promising you nothing because I got nothing to promise. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it's, a, it's a liaison job. It's fucking stupid, right? And uh, I feel a little bit like you felt during your election because you would yell at people when you were running for office and they would stop, and they would end that thing with liking you very much and probably voting for you. Yeah, yeah, that, that was uh, shocking to me. I will say, I'm, yeah. I'm, I am a little bit going down the Adrian Wiley uh,
1: campaign well, route. Uh, hey, man, the, the, half of this show is about yelling at our listeners, <laughs> <You
0: know? laughs> and and we still have five or six people that listen. Yeah, maybe even seven. <laughs> Could maybe be. maybe Could even be, yeah. seven. <laughs> so that's the only story I'll tell for the week. Is that story right? there.
1: Well, I'll, I'll tell a brief little story, and it kind of <laughs> segues in what you're talking about about people being stupid. I actually. Uh, went uh, grocery shopping yesterday evening because I live in a household with uh, two women who buy very strange food and, and not any type of food that actually I am capable of cons- consuming. Uh, so I had to go to the grocery store and get some actual food. And, uh, you know, the I was absolutely astounded by the complete and utter lack of situational awareness that most people have in a grocery store. Explain. All right. like people who just have no concept of their surroundings like people who block aisles and just stand there and you come up behind them and you, you know you think they're going to notice your presence and you know they don't and it just it, it, it total, you know <laughs> coming at aisles without looking you know like going into it it just people it, it, just a total lack of situational awareness and um you know I'm I'm kind of like somewhere between irritated and amused by this observation of just people in the grocery store, and uh, then I get home and I happen to be uh, walking by a mirror and I glance at myself in the mirror and I realize my shirt's on inside out. <laughs> 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 and and that pretty much you know I, I thought that was a, the perfect allegory for my. Traveling through this journey of life <laughs> being all pissed off About situational awareness And going to the grocery store With
0: my shirt on inside out It is weird How there is a complete <laughs> lack Of situational awareness That goes on Yeah Like people don't pay attention to shit No they don't They don't I don't understand it either Like here's the thing I think the one part of that story That you didn't get into too much But that bothers me is No one that you ran into At that store Said hey you know Your shirt's inside out right Right like, no one said that to you. Now, don't get me wrong. You can kick yourself in the ass for walking around, you know, with your shirt inside out. But that awareness.
1: Well, here's the thing. I mean, that's kind of more of a, a social norm type of thing. I wouldn't tell someone, you know, a stranger in a grocery store that their shirts on inside out. But the funny thing was, is I it was on inside out all day. And my wife, who I interacted several times uh, with, uh, did not didn't say anything. Jesus Christ! (laughs) So, I I think, in general, people who know me, they don't want to tell me things. Do do you
0: do you do you realize that in that situation, like she just gives. Like she gives no fucks <laughs> about you at all at this point, right? Like there's just no no fucks given. Go out like that. You're a fucking you, no. Like that, it's almost like she wanted you to go out looking like well, a freak. Here's the thing: if I'm
1: going out solo, it's a different story. But anytime I'm going to a client or going out with her, she she makes uh, you know uh, extreme efforts to, to dress me. Yeah. You know. I got you. But in that situation, I don't know if she was just uh, unobservant or, uh, you know, just like, nah, fuck it. Let him. <laughs> just let him go. Let him go. Yeah. Well, I was bitching about uh, how she shops for groceries, so maybe that was part of it, too.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, it was one of those things where you were trying to correct her, and she's like, I'll show this motherfucker. Yeah. He's got his shirt inside out. I go fucking say shit to him. <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> That's funny, Who though.
1: Who knows? All right. But so- now all I know is I, I have steaks in the fridge, which is pretty much all I cared about. But God, are they expensive, man? Oh, food prices. Oh my gosh, right? Yeah,
0: absolutely insane. Well, let's talk a little bit about that first. You want to talk about that first? Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. can go there first. Yeah, I me- mean, I look, don't get wrong. I got, I definitely got fucking something I want to talk about here with this goddamn shooting. But
1: oh yeah, 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 we got a lot to talk about in that. But yeah, dude, shit. Do we actually need to tell the people that uh, food is expensive? I, I'm pretty sure everybody knows that. Yeah. Tanked up my truck this week, hundred and five dollars. Hundred and five dollars to fill the tank of my truck, so I need a smart car. No, yeah. yeah. So yeah, hey, yeah. You, you, what, what are you doing with yours? You're not driving it these days. Now
0: Danielle's driving it right now, yeah. and look, I'm, 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 I'm at i I'm, I'm at a, I'm having a problem here. Right. I guess we should talk about this on the air too. Okay. The problem that I have here is, um. And I really like my smart car. Right. Like, I really want my smart car. Right. But at the same... can Uber in it. But I can't Uber... Right. I can't Uber in the smart car. Right. So I think I'm going to go back to CarMax and trade it in. Really? Yeah. What's it worth? I don't know. I'll figure it out. Yeah. I got it from CarMax a couple months ago, so let's like, You know, I'm sure I'll get... I think what I'll do is I'll probably have to pay, like, a, probably a couple thousand bucks. Like, you know, I'll probably have to... Pay, in this charge, there's probably going to be a second. couple thousand Hang on bucks. a second.
1: We might have a, a, an, an opportunity here to solve both our problems. How about we swap my truck for your smart car? Now, we'd have to look at the values and make sure that they're in the relative same v- value range. You know, you always need a truck. You're always fucking calling me, hey, man, can you come help me move something? Just did it to me two weeks ago. What, what did we have to move two weeks ago? Oh, fucking washer and dryer. Every Hold time. On, and you're going to drive the smart car? Yeah yeah I mean shit, I, I don't drive you know it's I tell you what it is very handy to have a truck when you're doing projects around the house and stuff like that like I've been doing a bunch of landscaping yeah. recently and things like that. but you know the, the the offset of having to pay fifty bucks for delivery every once in a while for a pallet of you know mulch or something like that uh, versus uh, you know having a vehicle that costs you a hundred dollars a week to fill up yeah you know <laughs> it's it's pretty easy, but you often need a truck and i less so so well maybe we could work something out like that
0: it's it's possible to do something like that i don't know yeah. for sure but then you would stop calling me to move your shit i haven't done it very much man oh my like you did i just like, said you just did it two weeks ago yeah i'll call it and the time before that was months ago
1: <laughs> okay several times per year you call me up quarterly and ask <laughs> quarterly yeah that's quarterly, probably that's about like right what a friend does
0: hey, be, be a buddy be a guy Look, you know what i'm saying let
1: me just say it's be a good guy
0: it sucks to be the friend with a truck no, I understand. Because
1: I, understand. I I get it
0: a lot. Yeah, no, I know. I yeah. know. I know. So, I know. well, I, that's why I try to limit it as much as possible. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, just but, think about that. But think here's the that. thing. So, now here's my I del- mean, you, here's the
1: thing. It's going to be a very difficult transition for both of us because your entire car is shorter than the wheelbase of my truck. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so, you know, huh? who well, no. know? Well, well,
0: we'll see. Yeah. But I so I'm trying I'm thinking about getting a, a I want to get a four-door sedan type car. Right. But I don't know which way I want to go just yet. Because in doing this, the other thing I've realized is, in addition to, like, when you go out and do driver all the time, in addition to the Uber rides, people ask you for private rides. What, what do you mean? Well, they ask you to pick them up. <laughs> hang, hang on a
1: second. That That sounds a little risque, man. Hey, can I get a private ride? <laughs>
0: <laughs> they ask for much, a ride. That, how much extra? For although a ride. they're asking for a ride and not doing it through the app. Like, I I, I don't get it. Like, friends? No, like people that I pick up and then they're like, hey, man, I'm going to I, you know, I, I need to get picked up on Sunday. You know, can I just Why hire
1: you? What, huh, huh. That's interesting. I, I well, because
0: I'm good at my fucking I'm good at this.
1: Well, I understand that. But what's the incentive to do it outside the app? Is it cheaper? Can they negotiate a better price? Is that they can what it is?
0: guaranteed to get me? Oh, I see. they're guaranteed to get me not just somebody else so there's no
1: way to request a driver
0: i guess not okay in some places there are but not not around here right so i'm starting which
1: goes back to what additional services that you offer that make you so special
0: and i'm not you know you know you want want me to explain it at least for my opinion um yeah all right okay one i speak english and that's not every uber driver
1: okay that is
0: yeah that is true that is that is one thing the second thing is I actually think I'm a good conversation and most people are laughing in the car when I'm talking to them like when I'm driving cuz I do try to I do try to be funny. Okay, single serving friend, you're a great one. Yeah, I'm a great single serving friend in this right. aspect by the way. Um, I do have like little snacks and stuff that I offer and drinks and things like that. Do you like really? That. Oh yeah, no I have a the, the, there's a thing on the back of the Like back? you got a mini bar? Like, not a mini bar. <laughs> well, kind of. Like, well, I mean, there's no alcohol. <laughs> you ought to put some little 99-cent alcohol You're bottles in there. Totally not going to do that, though. <laughs> like, it'd be nice, actually.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, hey, there's a fucking Uber in anyway. You don't have to worry about them, them
0: driving. Yeah, but open container laws and stuff like that. Oh, right. And right. I get kids in the car. Let, you know, next thing you know, it's fucking, what's <laughs> this little fucking bottle here? You <laughs> know? Right, yeah, right. And they're yeah. going to fucking I, drink I can see some liability issues there. Yeah, definitely some fucking liability issues. So I think, look, and, I, and I'm I'm punctual, I get there fast, I get there safe, I'm actually, you know, like I said, I actually, I really pride myself on being a good driver when I'm, when I got people in the car and right. stuff, but at the same time, I talk to them, and, you know, I'll talk as much as, I'll talk as much as either I want, as you want to talk, or as you don't want to talk. If you want to sit in silence, I'll totally sit in silence with you. Right. Which, actually, the guy, this guy that asked me to pick him up on Monday morning at 3 a.m. is actually a guy that, that. Asked for a private ride. I didn't talk to him most of the trip until like the last fifteen minutes, and then the last fifteen minutes it was, you know, talking all the time. Right. Which don't get wrong was cool, cool in the gang. But with that being said, so now I'm thinking about getting a car, but I'm thinking about going back. Like I'm thinking about going back to like the kind of car I had before I had the last car I had before I had Mikey.
1: The Cadillac. Yeah. That was an STS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not
0: going back to that car, but I want to go to like a CTS or something like that that has nice comfy leather seats in the back, a big trunk. Yeah. Yeah and and black, I had one of those for a while and black nice on car. black with like the fuck with like the tinting and all that kind of stuff like well hang on a second like you, i'm thinking about going down that road
1: you just told me that you were thinking about renting a tesla this week to try it out mm.
0: so you, you yeah this week i'm just gonna run a tesla just but that's just for that's just to try it out though. right but that's not a permanent thing you wouldn't want to drive a. Nah, here's the thing maybe at the end of the week maybe
1: my mind would change on that that's the thing so you're going to kind of test out the whole Tesla thing and, and really putting miles on it and, and seeing how the charging goes and what the costs are and how painful it is to actually own an electric vehicle that you're driving a lot. Yeah. You know, I imagine it'd be very easy to own an electric vehicle if you're ba- basically just going five miles to work every day and grocery store and things like that. No big deal. You plug it in, charge it home, and, it, you know, nothing like that. But it'd be interesting for someone who's like on the road as a driver job, how how much you know? How much more of that complicates you and what the costs are involved compared to gas. Well, yeah, yeah. no, and I'm
0: going to find out. I'm going to find yeah, out this so week. I'm expecting and, a full report next week. <coughs> well, obviously you'll have it. Yeah. Um, the other thing I think is going to change is like how you drive. Right. Like you're going to have to make sure that y- when you have it on, you have to be getting rides. Right. And then you can only take the break when your car's dead. And you take it to get it charged, and that's when you have a break, but your break is probably going to be like an hour or two hours long.
1: Right. Well, you also have the situation where, you know, if you're uh, taking a fare, you know, yeah. and you're running low on gas, you can say, hey, I just got to pull in the gas station real quick. Yeah, yeah, you have
0: to be much more deliberate with your actions. Exactly. This. You
1: can't say, well, I got to stop for 20 minutes and charge. Yeah, no, you know? can't do that. Yeah, you can't so. do that.
0: Well, sometimes you could just because sometimes people just sit in places for a while. Right. I, I actually had one fare that was only supposed to be 20 bucks, that ended up being 50 bucks. Yeah. Because the guy had extra stops that he didn't put in the system and stuff like that. It ended up being a lot more than he thought it was going to be. He was trying to get sneaky around Uber. Okay. 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 Sorry. I started the show <laughs>
1: saying, I don't want to do 20 minutes on Uber. Here we are, 20 minutes, 20, 21 45. Okay. In, and most of it was fucking Uber. Okay. Let's get over it. You know, I'm, I might, I actually might have to implement an Uber ban here.
0: An Uber ban?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, we'll we'll see how it goes. But you, you really, this is right, three on. shows I'm in a row. I tried to move on.
0: I tried to move on before, and then you asked the question about the fucking card, Dick. <laughs> I know part of this is your fucking fault. <laughs> all
1: right. Let's get into this shooting. No, oh, Jesus. Yeah. So this is just first of all, let's let's express how absolutely horrific and, and just terrible this is. I mean, these were little kids, man. You know, twenty two. Little kids, all
0: in the same fucking class,
1: right? It just like they
0: just they just killed a fucking classroom full of fucking little kids. Yeah,
1: yeah. that
0: were all in class together.
1: So I, I think you know, in any discussion we're going to have about this, we we have to first acknowledge what a just a horrible, tragic event it's, you know, crushing families and communities, and just how it, it just it it's hard to put into words how.
0: Horrific! This event was. Yes. You know? No. It abs- no. No. This is absolutely a horrible, horrific event. I would never in a million years wish this upon anyone to have to deal with. And the thought of 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 being helpless outside of a school as your kids are getting fucking killed, right, is just. I don't know how you deal with it personally.
1: And and now, uh, just like everybody else in America, we're going to politicize it.
0: I wouldn't. I don't actually. Of course, don't think we, we are. We are yeah, everybody's it. politicizing. I think that we're no, no. Here's no, no, no. The we're about to this, do it. No, no, no. The difference is is that we are giving our opinion on the reactions and the the circumstances that happened in and of themselves. I don't think we're doing as much of politicizing it, other than to put put some fucking basic goddamn truths out there. If not to warn the fucking, if not to, if not to warn everybody exactly what we're fucking dealing with right now. Right. Right, you know, and and I think that really comes down to it. But let's get into it. So a gunman, this this kid who had a a, a drug abuse, a drug abuser for a fucking mother, and a a basically a a nowhere dad, who was living with his grandma at the time, goes out, buys legally a couple AR-15s, bunch of ammo, shoots his fucking grandmother, says he fucking going to shoot his grandmother, then shoots her. Says he's going to a school, drives to a fucking school. you know, um, uh, wrecks the car into a fucking ditch, stands outside the school shooting for like 12 fucking minutes. Well, Ca- f-
1: first he, he shot at a funeral home. Yeah,
0: yeah. First he shot at a funeral and home. And the
1: people inside the funeral home, of course, called, called, the cops,
0: called 911. Which they didn't show up for that. No. Then he goes in front of the school for 12 minutes. Shoots that fucking thing. Well, up. The,
1: the funeral home was in front of the school. Okay. So he was shooting at the funeral home basically across the street from the, the school, yeah. from what I understand. But he's outside. But he's um, outside, you know. For a, 12 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Before he enters the school.
0: Yeah. You know, which when when seconds count, police are fucking long pocket time away. Right. 60 minutes away, actually, This in this aspect. Well, not 60 minutes out, but finally, the kid goes through an unlocked door in a school. And just starts fucking killing all these kids in this fucking class, right? Right. Meanwhile, the cops who get there, there's no armed guard at the school, so there's no resource officer, even though that's what the the police wanted to try to fucking... That's one of the lies the police told in the beginning.
1: Yeah, there was none.
0: There was none. And so they set up a perimeter, and they wait 60 minutes before they go in. Right. To wait to get a key for an, you know, for an hour to get a key so they can open the door, and then finally a border guard fucking shoots the guy.
1: Well, hang on a second. So that's uh, that's a pretty hollow argument there. Oh, we needed a key. Well, you never need a key for the no-knock warrant raids.
0: Exactly. Right. Like, the, here's the thing. So I'm many pretty sh- sure one of you guys has that battering ram you use. Yeah, you're not going to use that in the fucking school, dickhead. Right. As you're fucking, as the kids are getting shot. Now, here's the yeah. thing.
1: Yeah. You, you afraid of being just dis- charged with destroying government property?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Now here's the thing. So the cops hold a perimeter outside. And hold all the parents outside. Right. With the exception of the cops that had kids in the school, the cops went in the school to get their kids out of the school. Oh, I did
1: not know that.
0: Yeah, no, that's an article. It's, 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 um, um, uh, there's a, there's an article here. Texas police spot, uh, spot on live TV confirmed cops went into their, uh, went in for their own kids during the shooting.
1: Holy shit.
0: Yeah. Holy shit. That makes it even worse, doesn't it? Oh,
1: that's, it? yeah, That that's a, a detail I hadn't heard, and that makes it just yeah, multiples worse. Yeah,
0: but don't get me wrong. Now, don't get me wrong. They're wrapping it around that they were trying to get other people out of the school, too. So, like, there were other classrooms that they were trying to get out, and basically they had this guy blocked into one building. Right. Or, into one room. You know, the one room with all the fucking little kids that he fucking killed. Right. Like, it, again, the other part about it is this. Look. Look. I understand that if you're a police officer, that you got that job, and that part of that job entails that in certain situations that you have to put your life on the line. Right. And when people thank you for their service, or thank you for being a law enforcement officer, one of the reasons that you get thanked is because when shit goes down, you're the one that's going through the fucking breach. Right.
1: Right. But that's true less and less and less all the time i mean it it, honestly if you if you put this same thing in the same exact situation 30 years ago say 1990 okay yeah okay the first cops there would have been charging through the door and it doesn't matter if it was One, two, four, however many got there, they're going in. Yes. Okay? Because this is an active shooter situation. They have to eliminate the threat before more people die. And that is how police used to be. Before the militarization of the cops. Yes. And now we've given them fucking tanks and body armor and, uh, you know, assault weapons and grenades and all this shit, you know. And now... They make a perimeter and sit there
0: while kids are dying. Yeah, and you know why they do that though? Because now their number one goal is to come home alive. It is now. Here's the thing. Absolutely is. I know it's going to sound weird to say it this way. But that ain't your number one fucking job. No, your it's number not. one job is to protect and serve. And if the two come in conflict, you protect and serve. Exactly. You go in there and you fucking and you fucking handle business. Now, not only did these cops not go in there, they were fucking with and arresting the parents who were fucking legitimately pissed off because you weren't going in there like a bunch of fucking cowards. They were
1: arresting them for trying to go in there. In fact, one woman um, was trying to get into the school. She gets arrested by U.S. Marshals. Now, now, think about this. You've got local cops there. You've got federal agents there and, and two, at least two different federal departments. One was Border Patrol and the other was uh, U.S. Marshals. So you've got these all these extremely highly armed, highly trained people, dozens if not probably a hundred of them outside at this point yeah. th- by the end. Um, and they're not going in to get this one guy while kids are dying. Yeah.
0: Well, unless yeah. it's their kids, and then they're going in.
1: Yes. Now, the woman, and, and again, several parents tried to go in and were cuffed. Yes. Okay. One woman um, tried to go in. U.S. Marshals cuffed her. Later, she talked him into releasing her. Then she charges through the police line, goes in, and comes out with her children while the cops are setting up a fucking perimeter. <laughs> now look folks you have to understand that we have gone so far in the direction of the illusion of government protecting us this is a good wake-up call i think for america because this goes to show you let's picture a world picture a world for a minute where there was no police okay Mm -hmm. if there was no police in this instance Immediately upon that guy starting to shoot, the people in the funeral home would have said, Okay, we have to take responsibility for our own actions to defend ourselves. Yes. Because there's no illusion of somebody, the cavalry, coming to save us. Okay, we have to protect ourselves. So, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to be armed and we're going to return fire Mm -hmm. and maybe the situation ends right there. Let's say it doesn't. So now the calls are going out The, the the telephone tree is happening because that's what happened. You know, the people at the school didn't hear about it on the news. You know, no, no, no. There were some students that called 911. A, well, and there were also students and teachers and faculty, everybody calling each other, people finding out, calling each other, and, and, you know, the information was being passed through the people, okay? So now, you let's picture that situation again. There's no police coming because there are no police, okay? So what happens? Well, those parents arrive there, and some of them were there before the cops. Uh, and and most of them were ready to go far lo- before the cops. They go in and they take out the threat and save their children. They work together and solve the problem. Yeah. Okay. Just like the cops who went in and got their kids. Uh-huh. You see what I'm saying? And that's the difference right there. Law enforcement, you have to understand what government really is. Government is really the illusion that you can, um, you know, abdicate your responsibility in this world to a third party, a benevolent third party.
0: Yeah. That's and gonna that gonna is never everything. the case. Yeah, that is never the case. You.
1: Because there is no benevolent third party. Those are just people with their own self interest looking out for themselves. Yeah. And if nothing, if, if there's anything that exemplifies that. It's this incident today. Yeah, no, you know, absolutely. I ran
0: some numbers. I ran some numbers. Uh oh. Uh oh. Hold on. Hold on. In a computer or on a piece of paper? <coughs>
1: uh, a little of both, actually. Oh shit. This oh. is this. The, well, it didn't. It wasn't very difficult to run these numbers. So far in 2022, 20 law enforcement officers have been killed by gunfire in the line of duty. All right. So far in twenty twenty two. Uh, 28 students have been killed in schools by gunfire. Okay. So at this point in time, it's 40% more dangerous to be a school child than it is to be a cop. Yeah. Right there. Thank you for your service. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Thank you for your fucking service. And, and that's the thing. And we all act. And here's the thing. Here's the real pisser about it is if the fucking cops didn't exist, a lot less people would have died. Yeah. That's the difference. You know, and we've seen this repeatedly in recent school shootings. They don't go in. They wait for the killer to kill more kids and stand around outside for an hour trying to figure out what the fuck to do. Yeah. You're armed to the fucking teeth. You've got a hundred people there. There's one fucking guy inside. I mean, put yourself in that situation. You're a parent, okay? And your kids are inside and in danger. What the fuck would you do? You go in. You do anything you can. And you don't care at that point if you end up getting killed as long as your kids are safe. Yeah. You know? I mean, as long as you do what you can to try to save them, I I would think that ninety percent of the parents out there would throw themselves on a grenade to save their
0: kids every day of the week. Right? Exactly. Hold on, except for probably the mother of this (laughs) fucking kid. But (sighs) what do you mean? The drug addict fucking mother Uh, of this fucking kid.
1: She's in the ten percent.
0: Like she's a disgusting fucking piece of trash. There are, yeah, there are, and the the husbands a disgusting piece of trash. Yeah, these two people again. Look, ultimately it's the kid's responsibility And what he did He should be held accountable for And he has been He's been killed Right But the parents on this one Like you are bad people Oh yeah Like make no mistake about it You're not a good human You raise someone That this is the cause This is the, the end result of 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 your horrible parenting right and of course
1: because of this once again those same people that think there is this benevolent entity out there called government that they can abdicate all the responsibilities to and and you know it's going to provide for them well they want the government to
0: pass more gun laws yeah to take your yeah hold on here's the crazy part These people that are advocating for more gun laws are literally saying, we want to take the guns away from you because giving it to the cops and the cops being the only one that have the guns somehow will be helpful. Right, right. And in this case, they literally prevented
1: people from saving their children. By By force. force. Yeah, yeah. Like.
0: By putting them in handcuffs. Look, these, and again, there's been Supreme Court ruling after Supreme Court ruling. The cops have no constitutional uh, responsibility to, to save you, right? They, they don't have any responsibility whatsoever to fucking save you. This is like when you hear the media this week about gun control and all this other stupid shit and that we need to, you know, we need to just do something, right? We just need to do that's something.
1: The thing. That's the thing.
0: Here's the thing. What we need to do is realize a couple things. One, government is never going to save you. When seconds count, police are now an hour away. Like that's raised with inflation, too. So they're not seconds away. They're fucking out. They're an hour away. Right. There's no one that's going to be there to save you. If someone comes in with a gun to do you harm, you have to be able to shoot back. Right. Period. End of story. They're, and then they're like, well, that's not really an answer to the question. Well, you know what? What the fuck else is the answer then? Because there's no, how many laws did this fucking kid break Right. Before, when he did this? Murder's not legal, motherfuckers. Right. It's not legal for you to go in there and do that. And if you're going to be a goddamn and again, these cops, I don't give a fuck what what I don't give a fuck what your tactical situation is or whatever your rules of engagement are. If you didn't go into that fucking building, you're a fucking coward. Yeah. Period. Yeah. End of story, you're a fucking coward and every one of you, the entire police department should be fired. Just straight at a well, minimum should even, be fired.
1: Even when they went in, um, you know, it was <laughs> an hour later. Um, it was the Border
0: Patrol that said, "Look, we're going in." It was the Border Patrol tactical team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Which, I don't know why there's the Border Patrol tactical team, but, but that different story. There's a, a tactic
1: because we we turned our you know our our police into a, a military force, and and now they're even more cowardly. Yeah, you well, know, you know, and this and hold on, and when you here's the uh, thing. Y- like me- I said, 1990, a couple of guys with revolvers on their hip, and maybe one guy with that got a shotgun out of the trunk would be charging through those doors. Yeah,
0: the minute they got there, the difference is is that you didn't. This is, okay, hold on, let me see if I can say this the right way. This also highlights the unintended consequences of the militarization of the police. Right. Because what happens now is the police have an us versus them mentality. It's not a mentality of I'm a peace officer and I'm here to serve and protect the population. Right. It's that I'm, it's it's us against them. It's the police against the population. And we really don't care at the end of the day if you get killed or not. Right. As long as we come home alive. Yeah,
1: that is true. That's totally true. And
0: that kind of mentality... And And we don't
1: care about your kids. (laughs) We just care about our kids.
0: And that's obvious from what just happened. They
1: went in and got their kids. Because
0: they went right in there and got their fucking kids. Right. It's just like... So many wrong lessons are being talked about right now because of this. I mean, don't go wrong. There are some places that are talking about this in a good way. And I was actually a little bit surprised as at least in in the, the, the media information that I listen to how, because there's some things I listen to that's left and some things I listen to that's right, how so consistent a lot of them were of like, what the fuck were these You know, like, they started to point well, directions in the right way. That
1: may be the only good thing out of this scenario is the fact that this particular event, even though it's happened in a couple other school shootings, for some reason, it, it wasn't quite as egregious.
0: Yeah, it wasn't highlighted like it was in this one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think the fact that, that literally they were restraining parents who were wanting to go into the school – to to fight or to help or to do yeah. something you, you see what i'm saying so the fact that they were not only not doing anything they were preventing help from getting into the school yeah you know and i look, think that look, was
0: the more egregious part the thing of it. about it is this and look i and i do understand on one aspect look if you just let all the parents run into the school are more you know are more people probably going to die yeah no more than likely no look, I, some of those parents are going to get shot it, okay
1: okay but perhaps you know a, a, a dozen kids live and a couple parents
0: die. Yeah, I think and I'm good with those numbers. Yeah, I, I think everyone would be. Yeah, y- especially if you guys aren't going to do it. Like, here's the thing. I, I'm not saying I want the parents to go in there first. No, but what I am saying is, is if you're going to. Well, I actually gonna, am. Well, yeah. But look, if you're if we're going to have cops and they're going to put on uniforms, then you fucking take your ass in there and you fucking handle. It. Right. Like, right. that's your fucking that's job. what you're signed up. You for. do
1: your fucking job. Yeah. If you want everybody in the world to kiss your ass, you got to make that
0: sacrifice. Yeah. You because know. here's the thing not only are you abusing the fucking population not only are you doing dumb fucking shit that fucking pisses everybody off anyway now when the time comes for you to actually do your job and if you're trigger happy to go in there and fucking fuck somebody up you don't there's fucking do there's your guy yeah yeah. you wanna be now is the fucking time yeah. to be trophy tri- hunting time Yeah, no, go n- get your
1: trophy Now's the time to be fucking trigger happy yeah you know not when a dog is barking at oh, you oh no
0: well no they're gonna shoot he's gonna right. shoot back so I'm a fucking pussy
1: right not, not when a black man reaches in his glove box for his uh, registration yeah you know what I'm saying it's it, just yeah. so fucked up I know I know it's it
0: just it, like every the more I heard about the story the more the worse was it getting got ang- yeah. and the worse it got yeah. and the more confirmed worse it got yeah like we look we said there's been things said like this before and it was always considered like a wild conspiracy theory of like this it's so naked out in the open now like here's the thing every parent that was there I'll bet you right now fucking hates the cops
1: yeah yeah,
0: and you know what? They're justified in their fucking and their hatred. Yeah. And when you get treated like shit, when you are like, remember the chicken, m- m- the chicken sandwich lady or whatever, the McChicken m- m- oh, lady, the McMuffin that was Egg crying, McMuffin. yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. Here is the thing: Why don't you look? Well, at she this was re- just
1: crying because no one bought her meal that day.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you, fucking piece of shit. Right. Fuck you. Right. You know what? Take some goddamn responsibility for what your brethren are or aren't fucking doing. Right. Because this is the thing: people are justifiably mad at you, and until you fucking. Uh, uh, Say you're sorry when you fucking see people. Don't wait for it to get thanked for your service. How about you start buying people fucking meals right now? Right. Because you're stealing our fucking tax dollars to fucking go around and act like a goddamn military force. But when it's your time to actually fucking shine, you fucking stand outside like a goddamn coward. Right. Yeah. Because here's the thing. If I had a gun... I'm going in that fucking school, and I'm going in that school whether I have a kid if, in there or my, not.
1: If my kids are in there, I'm going in if, well, if I'm armed or not. my kids are going not. in there,
0: I'm going in there unarmed. But if I'm a
1: bystander and I'm armed, I'm going in there even if I don't know a single kid in that school. Yeah. You know? You
0: know why? Because that's the right it, thing to right. do.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly.
0: That, that doesn't require you to fucking set up a perimeter. It requires you to go in there and take fucking action, which right. is what you're trained to do.
1: Right, right. And you know, there's going to be people saying, well, you had body armor. You no, he
0: didn't. That's a lie.
1: Oh, that's a lie? He oh, didn't. yeah. No body armor.
0: Didn't have body armor. That was another lie the cops told. No shit. They, look, this is this is so bad that so much that you think you heard about what happened right. is not even remotely true. Well, he wasn't confronted. He didn't have body armor. He stood outside for 12 fucking minutes. There was minutes. no
1: resource officer. No resource officer. Right.
0: So, again, and, and he wh- walked through hey. an unlocked door, by the way. Like, are, are, are we not hardening schools now? Is that what it is? Hold on. I'm not even talking about hardening a school. How about you lock the fucking doors, dicks?
1: Right, right.
0: He and didn't we, have to shoot the door through to get through the door. He just walked in the look, fucking door. Well,
1: we we also have to acknowledge that one of the key reasons that schools get shot up is because they're soft targets. Yeah, because everybody knows the, the gun laws, free zones. Yeah, the laws say you can't have guns there. Well, guess what? Safe place for a gunman to
0: go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, the, 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 look in your average look, and we've I've I've, we've, I've used this number before, and I'm going to say it again. In a place where there is an active gunman trying to kill people, if it's not a gun free zone, he ad- averages kills about four people, right. which is why you don't hear about it because then it's not considered a mass shooting because it's got to go five hundred above for a mass shooting. Right. In a place where it's not where kids aren't where or where where guns aren't allowed, the average number of deaths are fourteen. Right. Yeah. It, it, here's the thing: like people are looking at like, like you know, like. It, At this point, there's a lot of people that probably have the similar beliefs that we do that are it's the thought that we should be like quiet at this point, or like, well, you know, you pro gun people are you should be quiet right now because it's because of you people that these people died. No. And that's so It's the the exact of the truth. It's not even funny. Yeah. And this is why, look, I haven't had anybody like seriously confront me about this. And I'm probably glad that they haven't, because I'm gonna fucking go off on a motherfucker, right? Because I am so, like, I'm like, how dare you, right?
1: Like, how fucking dare you? You ask all those parents standing outside there, wondering if their kids are alive or dead, and and a lot of them found out their kids were were shot or, or killed. Yeah. You know, you ask them whether they wish they had a gun at the time uh-huh
0: yeah or if somebody was carrying concealed in the fucking school like exactly. a janitor or something
1: or teachers or yeah so anybody exactly you put the people in that situation and you ask them whether under those circumstances they would have rather had armed people in that school
0: yeah and yeah. i guarantee you it's going fucking 100 percent going well maybe it not may 100%, not be 100 but, but it'll be a lot They're saying, yeah, yeah somebody should have had a gun in there right right and here's the thing if you're look if you find out over and over again that every time that somebody attempted to do something like this, that somebody returned fire and they killed them. Right. Those people who are, I mean, who, the kid's a coward too, won't go to the school. They'll go find somewhere else to go because they realize that if they go to this fucking school, they're going to get confronted and get killed. Right. Right. Yeah. But right now they're learning the exact opposite lesson.
1: And and it, this is where I'm hearing all the media going, listen to NPR on the way in here. Okay. I actually heard, God, this is the dumbest thing. I actually heard uh one I, I forget the guy's name, maybe Peter or something, but he, he's like a regular NPR reporter, one of their big guys. Yeah. And he's interviewing uh someone who actually was uh was in the Lubies. Remember the Lubies back in the nineties got shut up, twenty four people were killed. Mm-mm. Okay. And well it happened and, and I'm sure it did. I don't she I don't, was I don't think actually you're lying. there with her parents and she had a concealed firearm in her purse, but she left her purse in the car yeah okay both her parents got killed she survived but she ended up being a, a pro-gun you know a proponent oh, i
0: actually do remember this one <laughs>
1: i do remember this so they're having a conversation and he goes well you know i've covered so many school shootings and I've, I've covered six wars and you know i i see the the guns that the school shooters use and they look just like the ones on the battlefield and my first thought is an 18 year old should not have that kind of gun and i'm just like you know There are so many fucking things that are just idiotic in what you just said. First of all, the fact that they look the same does not mean they're the same even remotely. And second of all, who the fuck do you think everybody sends to fight
0: wars? 18-year-olds. Yeah. You know? Like what fantasy land? The reporter lives in a fantasy land of a world he wants to be. Not a world it is, the world he wants.
1: I mean, and that was like one of his arguments for why we need to ban quote-unquote assault rifles. It's like, what you said there's so much wrong with it that you don't even understand the irony of what you're saying yeah you know and so for people like that to be pushing the complete wrong thing look and to think they have the moral high ground too that's the problem even if you say we're going to stop all sales of quote-unquote assault rifles which is essentially anything that that looks scary okay any any rifle that looks scary um And, uh, you know, from from now on, no more sales of any scary-looking rifles in America. Well, guess what? There are already over 20 million, quote-unquote, assault rifles in America. That means if you stand on your street and you look to the left three houses and you look to the right three houses, there's pretty much guaranteed to be an assault rifle in one of those houses. You're not going to have a hard time getting one if you want one. You know what I'm saying? That genie is out of the bottle. So this whole fantasy that we can stop people who are intent to murder a bunch of children from getting a weapon to do it with because of a law—it's it, it, ins- there's law against murder, law against you know trespassing, there's law against assault. There, there's all these laws that this guy was absolutely willing to break. Do you think he's going to be held up by you know uh, some type of paperwork gun law? Yeah. No, it's just insanity that people think like that. And they live in this fantasy world where once again, the fact that there is government is a fucking religion. If you believe in government at this point, you honestly are engaged in religious belief because in your mind, there is some fantasy benevolent, omnipotent thing out there that can solve all your fucking problems. If, if you just get the right laws passed yeah. and you just vote for the right people. It's a complete lack of understanding of how human civilization works in general. There will always be bad people who do bad things. And if you depend on an inept and corrupt organization to protect you from that, you're going to be fucked. Yeah. You know, it's the, the world's always going to have evil in it. And the best you can hope for is that you and, and the people you love and the people in your community get together and do their best to protect yourselves from it. Yeah. You know,
0: but it, it, it ain't through government. Yeah, and poke a hole and to, 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 to kill the belief that government is going to save you. Right. Because they're not going to save you. No. Look, none of these people
1: like. In fact, uh, the only thing government is really good at is killing people in mass.
0: Yes, and and, and they're historically really good at that that's all they've proven to be very very good at. Yeah, and, or to stop you if you want to actually try to do something like you know <laughs> save a bunch of kids in a well, building.
1: Well, they weren't even that good because uh, you know uh, a lot of the parents who they were trying to arrest it ended up uh, escaping, going in and getting their kids anyway. Jesus fucking Christ, yeah, don't Just. don't 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 put a, a you know don't get in the way of a mama trying to it, save their kids.
0: And and here's the thing, like these politicians that are now deflecting and going off of like, well, this is why we need gun control, and this is why we need this, and this is why we need this. Right. Like, the fact is, you don't give a fuck about the population. You give a fuck about control. No, it no, no. No, no. no, it part, it, you, uh, no I, I'm not going to say no that i
1: am not going to say that 100%. I think that a lot of the people that are out there pushing for gun control are actually compassionate people, and they, they believe that this will solve the problem it's but it, they're just wrong it's a totally misguided belief and there is zero zero evidence to that effect I mean it, if that was the case you could just pass a law that prohibited people from shooting people okay and if there is only a law that says you can't go out and just shoot people yeah
0: I think that, that exists it uh, does it? Yeah. oh well then it works really well Hold on, I want, to, I want to. I do want to push back on something here, because you said that the, you know these people, you know, like the, you're, you're giving them the benefit of the doubt. No, I, some of them, I am. some of them, some of them. I'm not, not giving. All. Here's the thing: yeah. the facts are crystal fucking clear. The stats are crystal fucking clear. Yeah,
1: but a lot of people don't don't function in the world of of yeah. logic. I don't and, give and a fuck reason. if you want to
0: function in the world of reality. Or They're not. in the, the world you of emotion. Shut your fucking mouth, then. Yeah. Like, stop trying to disarm the population. Realize that you need to fucking put more. We need people to be able to conceal carry anywhere. Yeah. Because you know what? People will can do commit evil acts anywhere. Right. Look, is there a sickness in society right now? Is there problems in the in the in community right now? Absolutely there are problems in community right now. Right. Absolutely there's a sickness in society. And I do hope both of those things are cured. But in the meantime, anybody that gets the fuck out of line and starts shooting people needs somebody else to shoot that motherfucker in the head. Right. Period. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like and if we have this mental crisis, the last line of resort is someone carrying a fucking gun. Right. That is a good. And again, it's a cliche argument and they try to dispel it all the time, but it's true every fucking time. The only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a fucking gun. That's it. There's nothing else. You can't talk the guy out of it.
1: I actually that same reporter I was talking about this morning. Um, he actually said, and this was stupid of him to say, he said, well, you know, a lot of people say that only a good guy with a gun can stop a bad guy with a gun. And uh, there were at least 100 good guys with a gun at this school shooting and they didn't stop him. And the woman goes, yeah, because they didn't go in.
0: <laughs> it's simple. Right. It's like, yeah. It, it, it. Here's the thing. That's so obvious. Right. That that guy that's saying that has to have an, an an alter like I'm not giving you the benefit of the doubt there. It's it's when maybe. you make things that are so obviously wrong, you have another agenda. Maybe maybe not. Maybe. And the agenda is pure government control. Look, they don't want the population to be armed because when they when they when they terrorize the population they want to make sure that those people can't fight back uh,
1: i think that's a very small subset i think that the majority of the
0: ones that are in charge though
1: i well yeah the ones that are at the top of the the power uh, structure that yeah there's there's definitely true to that but i think your rank and file person is just dealing from pos- position of emotional response and it's the one thing that they can do easily and they i think deep down they realize that it doesn't solve the problem. And I think they think it might help, which it won't. It, it actually makes matters worse. But um, I, I think they're actually coming f- to that conclusion from a place of emotional response and good intentions. It's just wrong. Um, there's no basis in logic or, or, or you know, uh, reality that makes that true
0: again look i don't think that the public schools should exist in and of themselves but let's just say for the sake of argument that they're going to exist right you want to know what class i think they ought to put in there by the way guns yeah they need to do a they used used to to be there yeah you used to have gun clubs i think they ought to do classes on guns in the the you know uh,
1: Middle and late 20th century, a lot of schools had, uh, you know, uh, clubs and classes like rifle teams and stuff like that, Yeah, like shooting teams. I mean, even not too uh, not too long ago, uh, my youngest son, who's now only 23, was in the Boy Scouts and they would go shooting and things like that. You know, we
0: need to look. Here's the thing. The more you can educate kids on how to use those guns and the responsibility of it and the seriousness of it, the less of these things you're going to
1: have. Let's just stop here. Um, I don't necessarily want to see the students carrying guns though. So. <laughs> no, no, no. But that, a that's class, a bridge too no, far or, for me. Well, no, yeah. no, but a
0: class that you would go to yeah. to learn how to shoot under instruction and supervision. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah supervision. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not saying to just let all the kids have fucking guns. But in there. yeah,
1: yeah, I I, I can picture a, a high school halls where everyone's armed and you know
0: I, you know it'd actually, be a really fucking peaceful ass fucking actually thing.
1: you know it, it it might not go too bad actually <laughs> you know probably about i got the,
0: more faith in that than the goddamn cops at this yeah, point I, by the I, way i, I kind of do that's how low the bar I, is I on the cops do. yeah <laughs> it's sad I, 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 and here's
1: the no thing. it's not sad it's not sad <laughs> i i don't i do not believe in having a law enforcement organization at all and this just goes further to prove the fact that that these people are revenue generators, uh, they're intimidators, they're dogs on a leash, you know, that's... And again, They're fully
0: militarized at this second. point.
1: I got to say, I know, I have several friends who are cops, and for the most part, they're good guys. You know, they're good people, they're out there trying to do the right thing. But the structure of it, uh, the way the whole system is designed, kind of puts those people in a position where they probably can't... Act the way they would uh, if they were just self guided,
0: if they were, you know, doing this under their own. Uh, well, yeah, because the, other, yeah well, because the other problem that they have is is that they're worried about their pensions and their fucking and right. all that other stuff. And so they won't do what they should be doing, what right. they probably know in their heart they should be doing, because they want to make sure to keep that money going. Right. And I also Which, know some again, other You get no do. pass for that either, though. You get no fucking pass for me from that either. Fuck that shit. You go in and and you know what? Here's the thing. Start a GoFundMe if you get fucking fired because you'll make millions of dollars. Right. Right. Yeah. Because if you look, the shooter that goes in there. Like the guy that goes in there and kills that fucking shooter and does it and but gets fired from the cops. Like, do you realize what oh, a story they that would, is? was? They would never fire. No, they would. If
1: that happened, they would hold him up as a hero and they would change the whole narrative that this was our plan yeah. all along. And you know how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but uh, yeah, it's it's
0: just. It, I'm just so pissed. I'm so like I was I so pissed all week long. Like I, like I wanted to call you and talk to you about this. And I was like, was I was well, you fucking. Know can't do that. I know, yeah. but I was waiting. I'm just so waiting every day. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get on this fucking sugar. Because like, when you listen to everything going on. Like it gets worse and worse and worse.
1: Yeah, some of the things you pointed out today, like the fact that he wasn't wearing body armor, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: and that the cops went in there to get their own kids.
1: I didn't know that either. That was the straw yeah. for me. Yeah. Like you That's... had enough
0: fucking. Like you had enough balls to go get your own kids, but fuck everybody else's kids. Right? right. Right. Which only goes to show you. Like, here's the thing: having the police creates a moral hazard. Right. Yeah. Because you think that it's their job to protect you when supreme court case after supreme court case has proven again it's proven hold on, it's proven two things about police one they're legally allowed to lie to you right and two they have no fucking duty to protect you right like they're not going to be held accountable and, 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 if they and, don't protect and folks, you folks ju- just
1: just so and i know alex said it before but just to reiterate that's not our opinion that those are positions that law enforcement has argued in court and won on the supreme court level yes so it is u.s law that cops can lie to you and they have no obligation no duty no responsibility to protect you yeah they're not going to get in trouble they, if they don't
0: right exactly and, and they're and, not going to get in trouble if they lie to you yeah yeah they're not going to get in trouble for either one like, how rule. do you respect an organization when that's their fucking rules? They're like a goddamn gang.
1: Yeah, yeah, they, they really...
0: Actually, you know what? I, let me take that back, because I don't want to insult, because I'll bet you there are some fucking gang banners <laughs> that would have run the fucking that school to shoot that motherfucking kid.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, without... Honestly, honestly, under those circumstances, I would love for the Crips or Bloods to show up. Yeah. Or even MS-13, because you know what I'm saying? Those guys would have solved the problems. Now, they're not good people, but... In that case, they're
0: better people than the cops were. I I mean, here's the thing. How do you... Look, I don't know how you walk around with Blue Lives Matter flags and all this other stuff when this is the way that they act. Right. And I don't understand how if you're a cop right now, you're not embarrassed to be in part of the uniform where you're not publicly saying that these fucking guys are the worst fucking humans in this fucking Texas city and that they should, at a minimum, should all be fucking fired if not brought up on fucking charges.
1: All right. Well, uh, if you'd like to uh, join us in the second hour, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. Uh, We've got a lot more to talk about this and other things on the other side, so we will see you there.